Hello and welcome to the Exceptional Scrum Master Podcast. My name is Yinka and I am your online Agile coach. This podcast is designed to help you understand all things Agile, help you land your dream job, and help you succeed in your role as a Scrum Master. So if you're an aspiring Scrum Master or you're relatively new to the concept of Agile, then this podcast is what you want to be keeping up with. All right, guys, so let's get started. So in today's episode, I want to share tips on how to make your Scrum team super effective. Now, for those of you who have read the Scrum Guide, you would recall that when we look at the accountabilities of a Scrum Master, one of the accountabilities is for you to ensure that your Scrum team is super effective. Now, you're going to do this by enabling your Scrum team to improve its practices within the Scrum framework. Now, there are several practices out there that could help you do this. But today, this episode, I'm going to be sharing about eight things that you should be doing if you want your team to be super effective. So if you're a new Scrum Master out there with a new job, this episode is a must for you because this episode is actually going to show you the roadmap of the things that you need to be doing every sprint that will help your team meet their sprint goals, which will also help them to meet the product goal. Now, for you who is an aspiring Scrum Master out there, this is definitely an episode that you want to listen to completely because you're going to learn and you're going to have first-hand knowledge that will actually help you for your interview and eventually when you get a job. So I encourage you to download this episode and put it in your save list so that that way, whenever you need it, you can always come back to it. So now let's get started with some of the things that would help you make your team super effective. Now, the first thing I want you to focus on has to do with the Scrum Team events because the events are super important. And I think that the importance of these events are not always emphasized. And that's one of the reasons why many of us don't know how to help our teams become super effective because many times we just run these events like they're casual events that we just kind of have a checklist that we go through. But these events are the meat of Scrum in itself. If you're running these events effectively, then ultimately, your team will be meeting their sprint goals and eventually they would meet their product goals. Now, there are two events I want to pay attention to because these two Scrum events actually have a huge impact in your Scrum team's effectiveness. Now, the very first event I want you to pay attention to is the refinement workshop. Now, I know that this is not actually a Scrum event, but the Scrum guide talks about how we need to refine our work in order for us to plan for the upcoming sprint. And I think because Scrum guide does not make this an official Scrum event might be the reason why we don't pay so much attention to it. And in fact, the refinement workshop is extremely important because if we don't plan for what we want to work on next, there is no way for us to be successful when the next spring comes because we're not adequately prepared. Like you would always hear in your day-to-day life, opportunity meets preparation. If you're not prepared for an opportunity, you're not going to know how to make best use of it. In this instance, if you're not prepared for the next sprint, then that next sprint is not going to go down really well. So I want you to ensure, first of all, that your scrum team is having those refinement workshops. Figure out the right cadence that your team needs to have. Is it once a sprint? Is it once a week? Is it even twice a week? You have to figure out what works best for your team as long as you're not exceeding 10% of the sprint cadence, right? So if your team works on two-week sprints, then you clearly want to look for not more than 10% of that two-week sprint 
as the time that they dedicate for this refinement workshops. Because this workshop allows for them to take a look at the future stories they're going to work on. It gives them the opportunity to break down that work into smaller chunks. It gives them the opportunity to have more understanding and have a shared understanding of the work. It gives them the opportunity to be able to estimate the work. And so it's super important for us to always have this refinement workshop. And as a Scrum Master, make sure that you're paying a lot of attention to this meeting. Just don't be absent, even though you're physically present, right? Ensure that you're watching what the team is doing, how they are breaking down the work. Is there shared meaning? Does everybody have understanding of the work that needs to be done? Are there lots of unknowns? You know, how complex is the work? Make sure that the team has a thorough understanding of each of those backlog items, because when you understand what they need to do, eventually when they pick up on that work, or that story, they know exactly what to do. Many times when we fail at refinement, we ultimately fail at the sprint because we didn't plan properly. It affects our delivery. Now I get it that there's a spring planning meeting where we have the opportunity to plan, but it starts from refinement. Because one thing I've noticed is that for many scrum teams, during planning, they don't dedicate the time to go through the planning like the scrum guide says. And so one of the ways that you can help out is to ensure that they really start from refinement. And so at refinement, if they're able to break down their work really well, if they're able to have a shared understanding, then you've really solved half of their problem because now when they get to spring planning, they have more time to be able to focus on other things that gives them everything that they need to better prepare for the upcoming spring. So make sure that one, your team is having those refinement workshops. They're having a sufficient time for those workshops and they're having those meetings like it should truly happen. Okay. Now, once you're able to do that, you're setting your team up for success because that way they are one step ahead of the game. Now, the second thing you want to focus on in this another scrum event is ensuring that they're having proper spring planning. Now, the spring planning initiates the sprint. And basically what happens is that we're trying to lay out the work to be performed in that sprint. Now, certain things need to happen in the spring planning event. First of all, you need to have your product owner show up. I've attended so many spring planning events where it's the scrum master who is, you know, leading the conversations because we have an absentee product owner. The scrum master is very limited when it comes to the product itself. The product owner represents the stakeholders, represents the customers. You have the full picture of the work that is supposed to be done. You have a full picture and understanding of the product being built. Don't delegate that work to a scrum master. Show up and be available for your team. So first of all, make sure that your product owner is available for this meeting. Make sure that your product owner is prepared to discuss the most important items and how they map out to the spring goal. It's important because that product owner has that big picture. You have to, have to discuss those items that you feel are important that will help us with our product goal, Right. Also, there might be situations that you might need to invite maybe external people that can provide advice. Find out if that is applicable for your situation. And if it is, then you guys should invite those experts that you may need to help your team have a proper understanding of the work. Now, during spring planning, there are things that you need to always consider. First of all, why is the spring valuable? 
the product owner needs to be able to propose how the product could increase its value, you know, from this current sprint. And then the whole team then needs to collaborate to define a sprint goal that communicates what the sprint is valuable to the stakeholders. This sprint goal is very key. And also, this is one thing that many scrum teams fail to do. Many times you're going to have a sprint that doesn't even have a sprint goal. And if you don't have a goal, then how does your team have that common purpose of what needs to be accomplished in that sprint? So this sprint goal is super key. So as a scrum master, ensure that your spring planning always ends with a spring goal. It has to be finalized before that spring planning meeting comes to an end. Also, you guys have to figure out what can be done this sprint. So the product owners communicated what probably should be done to help the product goal. As a team, as a development team, your team needs to be able to figure out like, what can we achieve this spring? And obviously that would happen through discussions with a product owner and the team at large, right? So that way they're able to then select the product backlog items that needs to be included in the spring. Now, there are a few times that even during that process, they may need to refine these items, okay? Because maybe during that course, they were like, oh, there was a story that we picked and now we know much better. Maybe that story was refined maybe two sprints ago. And now as of today, they have more information. Provide the opportunity for them to be able to further refine those stories because that way it would increase their understanding and confidence. And that's why I say that it's very key for us to begin that process during refinement. Because if you wait all up until you're planning to do all of this, many times we don't have enough time. And even if we have enough time, everyone has an attention span and you can't really keep people for so long because after you keep them, they're either just going to be saying, yes, okay, yes, okay. And they're not really paying attention. So you always want to ensure that the time is sufficient where you know that your team will be concentrated. So usually always kickstarting this process from refinement really helps your team become super effective because then you increase their chances of meeting their sprint goal, which ultimately helps them to achieve their product goal. Also, as a scrum master, you need to be aware that trying to select how much could be done in a sprint usually would be challenging, okay? But now with the help of the velocity, how we performed in the past, we can always have a guide to be able to tell ourselves that, okay, since last sprint we're able to finish maybe 20 story points, then there's a possibility that we could maybe stretch ourselves for about 22 story points or 25 story points, and we might be able to still meet our sprint goal. So always using your, your past performance and upcoming capacity is always a good way for us to be able to plan better to be able to know what we're able to achieve. And all of this needs to happen during spring planning. So as a scrum master during this event, make sure that you have the capacity of the team, who is going to be available, who is not going to be available, what do we have available to do the work right now? And then using our previous velocity, you can then plan to say, okay, based on the number of people that are available and based on our past performance, then we can then agree that maybe this number of story points is ideal based on what we think we can accomplish this sprint. All of these parts are super important. Remember that your goal is to make your team super effective. And so doing the work is one piece. 
How much work can be done within that cadence is also another important piece that you want to pay attention to. So make sure that you're paying attention to the velocity that is being pulled in every sprint. Indirectly, the amount of work that is pulled in on a sprint by sprint basis, because it does us no good if the team just pulls in so much work and then they can't get it done. It affects the sprint goal, which ultimately affects the product goal. And you should know that stakeholders always want to have a time frame of when things will be delivered. When a competitive world, your organization has competitors. Everyone is fighting for relevance in the market space. And so they want to be able to tell their customers, their stakeholders, their shareholders, when the next feature will be delivered. And that's one of the purpose why we have all of the story points and velocity, because we use them for planning purpose. So as a Scrum Master, ensure that you're working with your team really well so that they know how to use this planning tools to the advantage. Also, still within the spring planning event, you also want to ensure that the team understands how the chosen work will be done. And I think this is one part that a lot of us always miss it. We focus on what needs to be done that sprint. We do our velocity, we do our capacity, and then we end the meeting. Many times we don't focus on how will the chosen work get done. And this is the implementation piece. This is what we need to be paying attention because if we don't agree as a team on the process, the procedures, the techniques that we want to use to achieve our spring goal, many times these individuals will go work in silos and then they will come back with multiple impediments across the sprint. And before you know it, we do not achieve our spring goal. So always make sure that there is time for the team to have this discussion where they are able to select each backlog items and the developers plan the work necessary to create an increment that will meet the definition of done. And usually what happens in this situation is that they get to further break down their user story into smaller chunks. And I'm sure you may have heard of the concept of task, right? Or subtask, where then the team looks at the user story and then they're like, okay, what are the several items that we would need to do to ensure that this story Miss the definition of done and it's accepted by the product owner. So Scrum Master, ensure that the sprint planning has sufficient time for us to be able to do this. Because in the process of us further decomposing our work, we may find other questions that may need to be uncovered. You know, so having that conversation with the team at large helps us with further shared understanding, because as we're breaking out each backlog item, we're able to even figure out like, oh, the task for this work is quite a lot. So, hey, maybe three people want to collaborate on that story so we can push it even further. When you do not provide the time for them to further break down work, what happens is that they're just going to assign those user stories for themselves without really taking consideration into the things that they need to do to get that story to the finish line. And then what ultimately happens is in the course of the sprint, you're going to find that they're either blocked or they're really slow at this work because they they're not uncovering more work but this time they're uncovering it in silo because now it's not that time where the team is looking at this work together to further break it down so it's important as a scrum master that you truly understand the events truly understand what needs to happen in each of these events and ensure that your team is doing all of these things because it increases their chances of success. Now, the next point I would like to bring up is the fact that as a Scrum Master, you need to be inspecting the progress of the team. So now the sprint is kicked off. 
all the team members have assigned work to themselves and they are working on a day-to-day -day basis. Now we meet every day with the daily scrum. And so we're inspecting progress. How is the team doing? I want you to know that as a scrum master, the daily scrum is not the only time that you should be inspecting progress. Take a look at their spring backlog, even when it's not daily scrum. Look at how work is moving, okay? Is there any progress being made at all? Or do you notice that this team is working at a much slower pace? So that way you can call whatever, whatever individual is in charge of a story to say, hey, do you need any help? I noticed that on a good day, a similar story would have ended at this time, but I noticed that it's still in progress. Is there any way I can support you? Is there anything I can do to help you? Right? That way you're having those one-on-one -on -one conversations with your team members so that you can individually support them. Now, the daily scrum is a time where the developers are meeting to inspect their work and replan. Okay. So sometimes because that meeting is 15 minutes, want to keep it short and sweet. So you may not even have all of the time. Clearly you will still have some time to call out, you know, if they have impediments or if they do, they may discuss it, but you want to ensure that you're having those one-on-one -on -one conversations at different points in time, because you're constantly reviewing the backlog at different times during the day to see, maybe you may catch something that will keep you busy and help you go help your team. So make sure that you as an individual is paying attention and also inspecting their progress, not only at daily scrum, but at all the times during the day. Also, another thing that will help your team become really effective is if you as a scrum master is addressing their impediments on time. If the team has an impediment that is outside their control and they've dedicated that to you, please don't sleep on it. Make sure that you are that person who picks up work on time and you're going to see how you could resolve it. Because for every time wasted, you affect the probability of them meeting their spring goal. So you want to ensure that you are very time conscious, you're reaching out to the people that need to be reached out to so that this impediment could be resolved. And always make sure that you are always checking on your team collectively and individually to find out or figure out if they have impediments. There are some team members that are really reserved where they don't like to speak in public. You're going to ask them, hey, do you have any impediments? They'll tell you no. If you notice that this person keeps saying no, and at the end of the day, work doesn't get completed from this team member, then you want to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation because that person might just be so reserved that they don't like to speak in public. And so find other ways to help this person improve. Meet with this person on a one-on-one -on -one basis to figure out like, is there any way I can help you? And then always make sure that you don't use assumptions, you use facts. So always check facts from the previous sprint, from previous items that were assigned to this member and how things were. So that, that way you can use that fact to bring it up and say, hey, over the last few sprints, I noticed X, Y, Z. And so I want to figure out if there's any way I can help you so that we can move further down in accomplishing our sprint goal. So that's clearly something that you can also do to help your team be effective. Now, another thing you want to pay attention to, which I feel like I kind of addressed during spring planning, is that you want to ensure that you're working with your product owner to ensure that your product owner is always available to review work and provide feedback. Now, it's so unfair to the team to work so hard during the sprint only for a product owner not to be available. And then it's on the last day of the sprint or maybe a day two that the PO starts reviewing all the work and starts sharing feedback. At that time, if you're reviewing work a day before the sprint ends, 
there's very little time for the teams able to give you that turnaround to act on the feedback you've given to them. So work with your product owner to ensure that your product owner is always available. Once the team member is done with a task, make sure that your print backlog is arranged and managed in such a way that the product owner every day knows that there's a, you know, there's a column for him that anytime I see any story in that column, it means that it's time for me to review. So you guys can probably add another section that says review, PO review, and the PO knows that, okay, anytime a story is in this column, it's high time for me to go review that work. So that way you can increase the flow of work for your team. So make sure that you're working with your product owner. Remember that your role really has to do with coordination and improving the process, the way the team works. And so you want to focus on different parts of the team from the product owner to the team members, and even down to the individual members in the team, because how we all work is going to ultimately affect the results that we create at the end of the sprint. Now, another key thing that I'd like you to also introduce to your team, if you're not already doing that for you new Scrum Masters, is always allow buffers for the unknown. Now, even if your team has a capacity for 20, you don't always have to have exactly 20 story points mapped out for that sprint. Because what you're saying is that there is no room for error. There's no room for the fact that maybe we underestimated a task. Always give room for error right? Or give room for unknowns. So if maybe at the end of the day, the team has pulled in work and maybe that work equates to 18 story points, that's fine. Because give room, it's always good for you to give room a little buffer for the unknowns because anything might just show up in the spring. And so once you have that buffer, it allows the team have that extra tiny time to maybe still meet up with your objective. So it's very important. Okay. Now, another thing that you want to focus on that is really going to help your team become effective is when your team has definition of done that the team can work with. It's super important because when you have a definition of done, you help the team understand the criteria that they have to meet before that story can be regarded as done. This is very, very important, okay? Now, I see many teams, you know, that I coach, and even sometimes when I ask the Scrum Masters, they themselves don't really have an understanding of this concept of definition of done. So I am sharing key things that would transform you as a new Scrum Master that can get you, you know, running right from the start, and this would really help your team. Now, what is definition of done? The definition of done is more like a formal description of the state of the increment when it meets the quality measures required for the product. So now for every story, we're going to have like certain criteria in terms of quality that the team has to meet before we can say this work is done. So first of all, your team needs to have it. For example, you may say for maybe something that you're working on, you can say that, oh, for us to say that this work task meets quality, it has to be 95 or 99% error free right? You guys might give room for 1% error, right? But it has to be 99% error free. And there's a way that we can measure that it truly meets that 99% error free. And that way we will then say that this story meets definition of done. And now it can be accepted by the product owner, right? Because the moment that a backlog item meets that definition of done, that increments, which is all of the work we're doing, then becomes 
activated. Now we can say that, yes, we've created this new thing and this new thing can be accepted and used by the end user, which is like the customer, right? So usually your definition of done is going to create transparency for everyone. It provides everyone a shared understanding of what work was completed as part of that increment. Now, if any of your stories do not meet definition of done, it cannot be released. It should not even be presented at the sprint review. And this is very important. We're not just working for the sake of it. We want to be able to ensure that everything that we do meets quality and can be used at that point in time by the end user. And it's always a choice whether the customer wants to accept it or not, but he has to meet that definition of done. So definition of done is, is an important practice and concept that you want to spend more time you know, reviewing and learning more about so that you can introduce that to your team and your organization. And even if you have multiple teams working on the same product, they all need to have the same definition of done. That is their standard that they adhere to. So it's super, super important. The definition of done is introduced to your team if none exist. And clearly that would really help your team become super effective. At this point, I feel like I've shared quite a number of tips that are very essential to help you in your journey of making your Scrum team really effective. So for every new Scrum Master out there that has a job, make sure that you replay this episode so you're able to learn each of these tips because they'll clearly help you. And if you're an aspiring Scrum Master, this is an episode that you want to listen to over and over again because it's going to help you build your understanding. And eventually when you get your job, it would help you hit the ball running where you're able to tell your team on things that we need to focus on. And so that in less than a month, you're already helping your team become really effective. Like I always say, thank you so much for always listening. Don't forget to share with your friends. Don't forget to share on your social groups. Don't forget to, you know, like this episode, leave a review on whether it's Google or Apple or Spotify and just help us help this podcast reach more people. Thank you very much. And I can't wait to catch you in the next episode. Love you guys. And I'll see you next time. Bye.